Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining me tonight for episode 21, season one of The Standoff with Brad here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season, um, and also you can catch us on iHeartRadio if you remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, so only two teams left in the race for the 2020 Premiership after a pair of fantastic clashes this week, and I'm going to look forward to about discussing them with you guys tonight. Now, while, um, as always, when I'm um, talking to you guys, we're going to cover everything you need to know in Rugby League, including the top stories of the week, a wrap-up of the finals week three, a preview of the grand final, and news on rugby league from around the world, including the women's game and New Zealand local scene. So tune in to get your rugby league news, and remember to send me comments and questions throughout the show. Let's get into the top news. So I think the biggest news would probably be the Dally M's. They were this week. Um, obviously, we'll go over the controversy at the start. Um, the Daily Telegraph had a bit of a mishap. They accidentally leaked the results three hours before the event started. Um, they quickly took them down, but uh, it was a bit too late because social media, once they got out there, they spread it around like wildfire. Um, the NRL have come out and vowed to investigate um, how this happened, um, why it happened. I'm not too sure if heads will roll for it or not. Um, probably some poor intern that accidentally pushed the wrong button might be in a bit of hot water. Um but it could actually lead to media um, not getting the results ahead of time in the future, um, which will be a, a big loss for them. Um, but with nowadays, with how media is, it's meant to be quite quick. Um, they could basically respond as soon as things happen. Um, I know with what I do for writing, um, I write match results um, for a website and you kind of go as it's going so i think they can do the same as the the events kind of rolling out just um put your bits and pieces in get it up and go so yeah a bit unfortunate for the media there but hopefully um they'll sort their issues out so we'll go into the top award 
for the night, which was the Daily M Player of the Year. Um, it went to Jack Whiten from the Raiders. Um, there was a few interesting um, marks in the last few games. Jack Whiten um, got three points in the Raiders game against the Warriors, and I thought that was a bit weird for him to get the three, considering he had a Simbin and um, didn't really have the best game. But um, apart from that, he's had a pretty good season, so um, not too phased that he got the, the top nod. Um, for the Dalian Female Player of the Year, it went to uh, Broncos' Ellie Brigginshaw, who um, has had a fantastic season, so um, great to see her get that. Um, Coach of the Year went to Ivan Cleary from the Panthers. Um, kind of hard not to give it to a guy who's had 17 wins in a row. Um, the Provan Summons Award actually went to the New Zealand Warriors. Um, it's an accolade that's usually given um, to an individual player who best demonstrates the qualities of sportsmanship, courage, and respect. But for this year, um, due to the sacrifices the Warriors have made, they gave it to the whole team. Um, I think it was a great little nod. Obviously, Warriors fans would have liked the, the team to get into the playoffs. Um, but for everything they've done to keep the season alive, I think it was a nice little touch to, to give them that award, um, show them a bit of love um, now that they're back on home soil. Um, top point scorer award went to Adam Reynolds from the Rabbitohs. Rookie of the year went to Harry Grant from the Tigers slash Storm. Um, the Kev Irvine medalist for highest try scorer went to Alex Johnston from the Rabbitohs. Um, the Peter Fralingo's headline moment of the year was Project Apollo, which um, Project Apollo was basically the whole project to keep the NRL alive during COVID. It involved getting play um Apollo leaders to basically join every club. So I know um, the Warriors had Marco Mealy as their Apollo leader, and they're basically in there making sure that the teams are doing everything that they are meant to do in order to have no little COVID breaks or anything that could jeopardize the season. Um, some of them did their job well. Some of them, like the one with the Broncos, when they, they darted out of quarantine a few times, um, probably had a bit of a reprimand, but um, yeah, pretty good highlight moment of the year. Um, Captain of the year actually went to Roger Tuovasashek from the Warriors. Um, I've seen a few people in the media a bit unhappy that he got it, saying that um, James Tamo probably should have got it for how well the Panthers have gone, but um, I think the Captain of the Year awards not just for how your team performs, but how you are as a captain and a leader, and I think if... Um, Roger had decided to just go home because um, he was missing his family. I think you would have seen the Warriors implode. So I think he was quite instrumental um, along with Todd Payton, of course, in keeping the Warriors not only competitive, but to keep them actually um, focus-orientated on getting through the season and um, trying, to, trying to make the fans a bit happy at home who are a bit starved of live league. Uh, the, the Women's um, Rookie of the Year went to Kennedy Cherrington from the Roosters. Um, the Women's Try of the Year went to the Warriors as well with Madison Bartlett for um, her try that she scored in the weekend and again we'll talk about shortly. Um, the Tackle of the Year was for Hannah Southwell from the Roosters. Um, the VB Hard-Earned Player of the Year Award actually had two winners. It went to Jake Travojevic and Tohu Harris. Um, that's basically just VB um, would nominate players each round um, as their um, 
player player of the game week basically and it was just whoever had the most points at the end of the season got it so it went to um, those two try the year for the nrl went to katoni stags um, from the broncos um, and tackle the year went to josh papali from the raiders for his um big rundown tackle ankle tap on um on the titans so um that was the the whole list of all the awards um, then after that, they are named their Dalian Team of the Year. Um, it's the first time a full 13's been named, with, and the Panthers actually dominated this, as you'd expect, with five players named. Interesting, though, there was no Roosters selected at all. So um, kind of a bit of a fall from grace for the Roosters. Um, but at fullback, we had Clint Gutherson. The wings were David Nofaluma and Josh Adokar from the Tigers and the Storm. Uh, the centers were Katoni Staggs and Stephen Crichton from the Broncos and Panthers. 5'8 was your Dalian Jack Whiten. Halfback was Nathan Cleary. Your props were Josh Papali from the Raiders and James Fisher-Harris from the Panthers. Your hooker was uh, Cameron Smith from the Storm. Your second rowers were Valami Kakao from the Panthers and Tohu Harris from the Warriors. And then your lock was Isaiah Yo from the Panthers. So, um... Not the way the Warriors wanted to end their season, of course, but um, great to see them get a few individual honours um, at the Dalians, which was good to see. I think um, Tohu Harris, especially, I think it was his best year in a Warriors jersey, so I think he thoroughly deserved that award and um, definitely deserved a spot in that 13. Um, so, yeah, that was all I had on the Dalians. Um, it was, yeah pretty pretty expected apart from uh jack whiten getting it i thought nathan cleary was going to be a shoo-in for it um but yeah good to see someone get the nod and um i think they said jack whiten's the first player to get a dally m and a clive churchill without actually winning a grand final so um interesting little bit of stats there for you and yeah i don't yeah i agree with you there mark um i thought um she, Chanel's try was actually quite impressive and involved the whole team. Um, so it should have been try of the year. But um, Katoni Stagg's big solo effort was quite impressive, though. So I can see why they went with that. But I, I've got my one eye out for the Warriors there. So on to more news. There was a bit of a ticketing glitch at Suncorp Stadium um, before the game of the weekend, which saw thousands of fans unable to enter the stadium until eight minutes into the first half. Bit of an embarrassment for Suncorp, but from what I understand, there was a glitch with the ticket scanners, so it wouldn't scan and um, cause them to miss um, quite an exciting first eight minutes too, unfortunately, for those fans. But um, yeah, uh, unfortunate for Suncorp, uh, Suncorp, and I'm sure they're going to work on it um, for when they have their next big game, which I believe is Origin. Um, speaking of Origin, Mal Meningu has joined Wayne Bennett and the coaching staff for Queensland um interesting uh, i know in the past they've had a few personal issues um and haven't really got along uh be interesting to see how they work together but queensland's really um just turning up every table to see what they can find to um get themselves competitive against what has been a really good new south wales side and as a queensland fan um hopefully they get it um they get it done and um give us a, a quite competitive contest in November. Jack Bird, um, he's expected to sign with the Dragons. Anthony Griffin, the new coach, has coached him before at the Broncos, and he's quite a fan of Bird, and um, 
be interesting to see if that actually happens or not. I know, I know that Bird's been kind of told he's free to go um, if he gets a deal. So um, hopefully by this time next week, we might have some more news on it. Going along with the signings type of deal, uh, the Raiders have um, signed uh, Caleb Atkins from the Panthers. Very good signing. He's a very talented young player. And um, with the Raiders losing Nick Kotrick to the Bulldogs, I think they need some more um, players out on their edges. So I think he'll he'll give them some depth there, which is going to be really good. The Knights have also re-signed Connor Watson. There's been a few issues with the Knights this year, as we've seen with their hookers and going down injured. But Connor Watson's a nice young talent that they're going to want to keep their, their hands on um, in case they have a few more bad injuries at hooker. Um, Ethan Lowe from the Cowboys has actually retired. Uh, Rabbit, oh, sorry, he was with the Cowboys too, um, but he retired this week. He's had a long, long career. Um, quite, quite a good player that doesn't really get a lot of raps in the media, but um, it's good to see him um, finally hang it up and get to enjoy some some post career um, footy without getting too much injuries. So. Good to see him um, go out. Unfortunately, it wasn't in the grand final, which is like your storybook finish. But um, yeah, hope I wish him well in the rest of his um, opportunities, wherever they may be. Nelson um, Asofa Solomona has actually come out this week and announced that he's turned down offers from Rugby Union to commit his immediate future with the Storm and Rugby League. He's only 24 years old at the moment, despite being a former schoolboy star in Wellington. He's still got a lot to offer to rugby league. So I think it's a great, um, great win for the 13-man code. And hopefully they can lock him down long term and keep him around. More signing news with Lachlan Burr, um, former Warrior. He's actually followed his, his coach, Todd Payton, and he's joined the Cowboys on a two-year deal. Um, I'm quite a fan of Burr. I think he played pretty well this year. Um, for the Warriors and thought he definitely deserved a lifeline in another club and it's very good to see he's got one now and I hope he does well for them just hopefully not too well when they play the Warriors and speaking of the Warriors there's been some news about preseason for them so um, there were rumors that Cameron George and the like were thinking of splitting up the team and it's actually been confirmed they're splitting the team into two camps one camp will be based in Auckland and the other camp will be on the New South Wales South Coast. Cameron George is going to meet with the NRL um, either this week or the beginning of next week um, to get a better understanding of the biosecurity measures proposed for the preseason. But he's confirmed that they are definitely staying in these two camps until Christmas. New coach Nathan Brown's just waiting on some um, ticks of approval and then he's going to be coming to Auckland and leading the camp here and Justin Morgan's going to be looking after the camp in Australia um so it'll be interesting to see how that helps um if it, it helps the the players um mesh or if it's going to be a detriment to their season if they're split at the start of it I think it's a good thing at the moment to keep the the Aussie born players that are there with their families over there and um have all the Kiwi boys stay here for a little bit longer. So um, time will tell what happens with the rest of the season next year. But uh, good to see that the Warriors are actually being proactive and getting some plans in place. And uh, just before we went on the show, there was a bit of breaking news still surrounding the Warriors a bit. But um, the Parramatta Eels have actually signed um, Asaya Papali'i on a two-year deal. 
Um, I think it's a very good pickup for for them. I think Papali uh, Papali'i, sorry, was um, not really having the best time with the Warriors. He was finding himself struggling to get into the seventeen, especially with the likes of Katoa and that coming into the 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 frame. So I think he needed a bit of a a fresh start somewhere. And I think Parramatta Eels there, as we talked last week, they they got rid of a lot of players. So there's a lot of room there to, to make your mark and fingers crossed he does well for them. So that's really all I got for the news right now. Um, so I'll just crack on to the finals week. So on Friday night, we had the Storm defeat the Raiders 30 to 10. Um, this means the Storm have made their fourth grand final in five years. And, um, the storm, as we mentioned, a lot of fans couldn't get into the ground for the first eight minutes. And in the first 10 minutes, the storm went up 16 nil. So they missed quite a lot of attacking prowess from the storm. Um, the storm really dominated the whole match, but it was around the, the 30th minute where the Raiders kind of got themselves back into it with Nick Kotrick scoring a try off a bomb. Um, the Raiders did look to be the better side at the start of the second half, but, um, Unfortunately for Raiders and the Raiders fans, their forward pack just doesn't really front up. Um, as we see here on the, the table, the, basically their whole journey to this match was built on the back of their forward pack. Their forward pack was getting them a lot of good momentum and letting the likes of Jack Whiten and George Williams kind of have a bit of a field day with some open space. But um, the forward pack really picked um, a bad day to go missing, unfortunately. Um, the Storm, though, they just appeared, um, as cliche as it sounds, to want it more. Um, two examples I have of this were um, Justin Olam's try, where um, he snatched a, a wayward deflection from Nick Kotrick in the end goal area to score, and then also involving Nick Kotrick again, Cameron Smith in the 67th minute, doing a try-saving tackle, keeping Kotrick from inches from scoring. Um just shows that they've got a lot of heart and desire and um, should lead to a great grand final between them and the Panthers. Um, speaking of Smith, there was a, a bit of a talking point after the game where um, he left the match in the 75th minute, waved to the crowd and everything, and then at the end of the game, his teammates carried him off the field um, on his shoulders, sparking rumours that this could be the last game he plays at Suncorp and that he might be hanging the boots up. At the press conference afterwards, he he said that um, he hasn't made a decision yet and that he's not sure what he's going to do and if that's the last game there. My opinion, um, I'm not really sure what he's going to do, but I think if they win the grand final, I think he'll retire. If they don't win, I think he'll, he might he might try to go another year. Um, time's going to tell with that. He doesn't seem to really want to let anyone know his decision yet, but as soon as he tells us, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Um on the game itself, though, I think Jerome Hughes was integral to the Storm's victory. Um, he played a part in um, the first four of the Storm's tries, and um, he's been great this season. It's come a long way. It wasn't that long ago that um, the Storm were looking to, to move him on um, out of his contract because they didn't really have that belief in him, I guess you could say. And um, you same can be same for Ryan Pappenhausen actually as well. They're their superstar fullback right now. They're looking at offloading both of those players, change their minds at the last minute, and they're reaping the rewards now because those two have been fantastic this year. Um, tough day for the Raiders, but you can expect them to be right back in the hunt next year. Um, they're losing John Bateman and Nick Kotrick, 
and um, that's going to be massive losses, but they've got a lot of young talent that can step up. So um, Raiders fans should still be confident that they can um, have a decent stab next year. That leads to the last game of the, the preliminary final on Saturday. Um, we got the Panthers defeating the Rabbitohs 20-16. to 16. 17th win in a row for the Panthers, um, but man, they had to work for it. They bombed several scoring opportunities, but got the ones that counted, which I guess will keep their fans happy. Rabbitohs did come to play um, and look the better side in the first 40 minutes, going out to 14-6 lead. But um, towards the end, they just looked tired and started making silly errors, a lot like I had spoken about a few weeks ago, that um, they were plagued throughout the season just making silly errors and that if they learnt to hold the ball, they could beat any team. Fortunately, in this game, they couldn't hold on to the ball and they they came out um, second best, unfortunately. Both sides' forward packs came to play. Um, it made for a lot of bruising clashes up the middle, um, which is always exciting for a former forward like myself. But um, I think the Panthers' pack just had a bit more gas and um, probably coming off having a nice rest a few weeks back. Um, Isaiah Yao really got the Panthers back into a game with um, he had a, a nice break. Um, break in the middle of the park, went into open space and set up um, um, Dylan Edwards to get the uh, to try to get them ahead, and then they just um, never looked like stopping. And uh, the Rabbitohs did try to come back um, for the upset, but unfortunately for Adam Reynolds, his toes were just a little bit too long and had his foot on the line for the 40-20, um, which unfortunately for them uh, gave the Panthers a, a bit of an out. If um, his foot was just a little bit back and that 40-20 was legit, we could be talking about a different grand final right now. But um, Cleary, once again, he was the difference, I think. Um, for a player so young, he's um, got such a mature head on his shoulders. When um, the pressure's on, he, he fronts up. He doesn't go into hiding. And um, he really leads the side round. I think Panthers fans will be hoping for more of the same this week. Um, to give them their 18th win in a row and their seventh, oh, first premiership in 17 years. Um, Rabbitohs, well, they gave us plenty of exciting matches in the past six weeks, but they're going to be disappointed with how they went out. It's their um, second year in a row. They've bowed out in the preliminary final. And, um, yeah, very unfortunate for them, but they showed us what they're capable of. And I think next year with a fully fit Latrell Mitchell, um, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. So yeah, my picks, I I went two from two again. So um I picked the Storm and the Panthers and got it right. So for my, my finals tally, I'm seven from eight. So um pretty good. If Sanjay was here, he, he might be beating me, but we we won't know. Um thankfully. But that leads us to the grand final. So on Sunday the 25th, the Panthers paying $2.15. Uh, playing the Storm, paying $1.75 at ANZ Stadium in Sydney. The fact that the Panthers are going in as underdogs, um, despite being on a 17-game winning streak, is crazy in my opinion. Um, I know the Storm are good, but if you've got that many wins in a row, you shouldn't be underdogs. Um, Storm are clinical, though, which could be an issue, and the Panthers are going to need to ensure that they um, don't make silly errors like they did against the Rabbitohs. Um those, those errors could come back to bite them against a team like the Storm who don't like making errors and like to take advantage of every opportunity they get. Valami Kikau is going to be back for the Panthers. Um, that's a massive inclusion for them, and he's going to be um, causing a lot of havoc on that left edge. 
Um, Brandon Smith for the Storm, he's been named after copping a head knock last week. Um, he's been cleared of um, no no serious injury there. There were real thoughts that unfortunately he may have um, re-injured his broken jaw that he got a few weeks back, but it's all in the clear, so very good to see him get a shot to play in the grand final. This match is really hard to call. Um, both sides have got a lot of talent, and um, it's going to wind down to which team has the better game, play, game plan to shut down the other team's threats. Um, Panthers are obviously going to want to shut down um, Munster, Cameron Smith, and Ryan Pappenhausen, um, and the Storm are going to look to want to shut down Upi Carousel, Cleary, Luai. Um, if they can shut them down, they, they might be on the way to a win. Um, I think really this game's going to come down to the hookers, Cameron Smith and Uppy Carousel. Um, the rules this year have really made it that the hooker's your most important player on the field. And um, while Cameron Smith is probably the best hooker out there, I'm giving the edge to Uppy Carousel. I think he's so dangerous running out of the ruck and causing opportunities that um, I think his... His quickness is going to be the difference here. So I'm going with my gut and I'm picking the Panthers to win the grand final. Um, got my fingers crossed. I, I put money on them quite a while ago to win the whole thing. So that might work in my favor. But I think it's going to be a great grand final to watch. And um, should be probably the best grand final we've had in quite some time. Um, oh, Simon, what are you doing that to me for? Storm by 10. That could very well happen as well. So... Um, before we get into any questions, I'll just put it down again that I've gone with the Panthers and we'll see if I'm right or Simon's right where we talk next week. So um, before I move on, Paul, do we have any questions from, from everyone listening? Yeah, we've got a couple of uh, questions from the um, chat. Um, Bobby Kirby wants to know, uh, the 2021 season, are there any additions you'd like to, you would uh, make to the Warriors squad? Yeah, I still think the Warriors need a hooker. Um, I know Wade Egan and Carl Lawton have done well there, but as I just mentioned about the Storm and Panthers, the hooker's really the linchpin in your team being good or not performing. And I think, um, I don't know, I would still like to, I, I'm hoping um, Cameron Smith says I want to play on and then Brandon Smith says I want to get out and then we just throw everything at him and bring him home. But I think a, a nice little hooker in there. Um, there's a few around. There's uh, Danny Levi's off contract. I know not a lot of people rate him, but I think he's he's quite a solid little hooker. He's very quick out of dummy half too. So I think hooker's really the biggest place. I think there's a weakness for the Warriors. So that's what I'd be looking at. So Vicky's got a couple of questions. Um, first up, though, any news on Adam uh, Cregan? No, Adam Kieran, still no news. Um the Warriors have been uh, announcing all the players that are leaving, as I mentioned a bit last week. Um, they announced a few more this week as well, but Adam Kieran still hasn't been given a fond farewell, um, and there isn't any news from the club about him re-signing either. So I'm not too sure. I'm hoping that this delay is meaning to keeping him around because I think he's a very talented footballer and deserves another crack in the side. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately no news as of yet. And also, which teams in this year's playoffs do you think will fall next year and who will take their place? Just going to bring up the uh, the final table um, so you can uh, 
have a quick so look get... there. So out of uh, Panthers, Storm, Eels, Roosters, Raiders, Rabbitohs, Knights, and Sharks, who do you think there will not be in that in the top eight next year? Ooh, put my Nostradamus cap on. Um, yeah. See if I get myself in trouble when we do the show next season. Um, I think looking at that, I think Knights and Sharks are probably the most at risk for bowing out. Um, and I, I'll go out on a limb here and make myself look like a dick for next season, but I think the Roosters are going to fall as well. I don't know Ooh. if they'll fall all the way out of the eight, but I think they're a bit too old. Um, and I'll, I'll just pick a punch there. I've picked those three because I've picked three that I think are going to make it up. So I had to pick three to go out. I think <laughs> um, the Titans, I think, will be there next year. Um, I think they, they showed a lot of improvement this year. And plus the new talent they've got coming on, I think they're going to be a very good side. Um, the Warriors... Um, you never really know with the Warriors, but I think they're building quite a good team. And um, hopefully um, the extra grit they earned this year from being stuck in Australia sticks around with Nathan Brown taking over. So I think they'll get in there as well. Where they're going to fall in that top eight, I'm not sure. But I think they'll squeak in. And my last one is the Sea Eagles. They really didn't do well this year, but they've got a lot of um, good talent that were injured. And they, they didn't really do well on the injury front. So I think if they can stay healthy, I think they've got a decent shot. Um, before this season even started, a lot of people had picked them to be in the grand final this year. Um, so it shows the, the quality they have. They're just going to make sure they stay on the park. So, yeah, we'll, we'll write it down. I've got Roosters, Night Sharks out, and Titans, Warriors, Seagulls in. And Mark agrees with you on two of those. Um, he also says that rumours in Australia are that... Uh, um, AK is linked with the Roosters, um, so we'll have to see what um, where Adam lands. Hopefully not, but um, if he goes to the Roosters, it's not a bad team to to get another chance with there. Even though I've picked them to not make the eight, they um, they're a quality side. So um, if he goes there, I'll probably change my pick and say they'll make it. Wow, he's, he's that bigger. They'll make that bigger difference, eh? Um, that's um, the that's. That's the questions we've got from the um, from the live chat. Awesome. Cheers for that, Paul. So um, if that's all the questions, I'll go into the women's news now. So um, women's, the women's games are all, all done and dusted. Um, the Warriors had the first game in the in the last round, defeating the Dragons 22 to 10. Um, Warriors get to end their season on a high note with a dominant win. And um, also a nice little personal touch before the match started. They actually um, performed uh, a little hucker, um, which is always great to see. Um, good to see the the Aussie girls actually in there doing it as well. Um, I think it was a nice little touch just to, to make them look like a more cohesive unit. Um, unfortunately for the Dragons, um, they had to play this match with only 16 players due to a last-minute injury. Um, obviously only having 16 players um, isn't going to help you and um, it's a disappointing year for the Dragons um, they didn't notch up a, a win at all this year and um, I'm sure they would have been confident they could have done a bit more especially after they made the grand final last year um, for the Warriors though, Ivania Polite, um, Elia Green and Karina Brown I think were the standouts in this match um, but I think Georgia Hale um, needs a lot of props heading her way as well. Um, she actually led the competition in tackles, making 116, 
and she only missed three. Um, um, yeah, only missed three. And in that last game against the Dragons here, she made 43 tackles with not a single um, missed tackle. Um, fantastic player. That's her two comparisons to, to Simon Mannering um, as a Warriors legend. Despite the result, though, I think the way uh, Brad Donald has got the Warriors team together in the limited amount of time he had was very commendable. Um, much like the men's side, I think, Spark, yeah, um, the, the team actually performed a, a little hucker as well um, after the game for the fans that have been going and supporting them. So um, great to see them show some love to the fans that are getting to all the games. Um but yeah, despite the result, yeah, Brad Donald, he's done a lot to get these guys um, together as a unit. Um, it's hard in these situations as it is, but the fact that the team was a mismatch of all sorts of players from all over the place, including sevens, um, it's really hard to get a team working together. But um, yeah, great to see them uh, getting together. And um, I'm really hoping that much like the men's side, the five players that went over um, to the camp in Australia um, take what they've learned and bring it back and um, help the whole team grow in 2021. Um, that leads to the final match uh, for the women, which was the Broncos defeating the Roosters 24 to 16. Uh, the grand finalists got a warm-up match against each other this week and um, the Broncos are going to have um, a bit of a mental edge um, after this victory, I think. Um, I talked about it last week that the Broncos made a few too many errors last week, and um, I think this match you saw the, the after effects of that as they tried to not overplay their hand a bit. Um, but the key was they just kept the pressure on the Roosters and didn't let up, and despite not scoring a, 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 a ton load of points, um, they, they got the points that counted and got the win. Uh, for the Roosters, I think the loss of seven-star Charlotte um, Kaslik for the season, um, which was announced during the week before this game, um, took a lot of sting out of their attack. She's been by far their best attacking weapon. Um, and, um, yeah, just took the sting out. Um, but they were able to keep themselves in the hunt, which I think is going to give them a lot of confidence going into the grand final this week. Um, to, to hold a team that's as dangerous as the Broncos to um, such a narrow margin, gives them that little bit of a pep that they might be able to get the upset. Um, it was another fantastic game to watch and further points to uh, the need to expand this competition and get some more teams involved and make a bit more of a, a competition out of it as opposed to just playing three games and going home. So that means on the 25th, um, of October at the grand final at ANZ Stadium. We're going to see the Roosters and Broncos play again. Broncos have really looked unstoppable for the entire competition, so I have to pick them to win the grand final. Um, but hopefully the Roosters give them another tight clash. And um, that leads me into our overseas news. So I don't have as much, unfortunately. Um, but the biggest news, I think, coming out of Super League is that the Old Trafford is not going to host the Super League grand final this year it's the first time since 98 that they haven't got to have the game there due to the covid pandemic and the delayed competition it's actually meant that manchester united's um, football schedule has made old trafford unavailable for rugby league so that's why they have to move on and um no word on where the final is going to be right now but there's several stadiums they're currently looking at for consideration so hopefully we've got some news on that in the near future 
Um, also, in terms of near future, there's still no word on the Toronto Wolfpack um, being included in the Super League next year. The decision should be made by the end of this week. I believe they have a meeting on Friday. So um, hopefully we've got some more news on that when we cover cover the show next week. Um, but hopefully for uh, the Toronto fans, they come back into the comp. I think it would be um, a big missed opportunity if uh, Toronto are out because they want to get into that market um, over in Canada and try to um, spread, spread league around then. Um, that will answer the question that everyone's asking about where Sunny's going to go. Um, be interesting to see. I think if if uh, the Wolfpack are included again, he'll be there with them. If they get denied, I think it opens up a whole new avenue on what he's going to do and will probably make for a lot of media stories, which um, I'm sure they will love. But um, I'm pretty confident the Wolfpack are going to be back in there and that means Sunny Bill will be back with them too. Um, but going on with more Super League news, the Challenge Cup final was actually in the weekend. The Leeds Rhinos um, defeated the Salford Red Devils 17-16. to um, Luke Gale slotted a late drop goal to hand them their first Challenge Cup in five years. Um, I didn't get to watch um, all of the game, but I got to see highlights. And um, good to see some players in there that I recognise do well. Conrad Harrell, obviously from the Warriors and the Titans, I think he had a good game. Um, very, very good tight encounter. So good to see that um, it wasn't a blowout. And um, there was only two games since our last show played over in the UK. On the 15th of October, St. Helens um, wiped the floor with Wakefield Trinity 48-6. to And Hull FC did the same to the Castleford Tigers, uh, Tigers also 48-6. So some big blowouts there. And for this week's matches, we've got on the 22nd of October... We've got the Castleford Tigers against Hull KR, Catalan Dragons versus Hull FC, and Huddersfield Giants versus Wakefield Trinity. Then on the 23rd of October, I've got the Wigan Warriors versus Salford Red Devils, St. Helens versus Leeds Rhinos. 25th of October, we've got Wakefield Trinity versus Hull KR. And then on the 26th of October, we've got Salford Red Devils versus St. Helens, Catalan Dragons versus the Warrington Wolves and the Leeds Rhinos versus Castleford Tigers. So um, we'll hopefully get some more results for you next week. Um, but some good clashes in there, especially with St. Helens wanting to stay at the top of the ladder. So um, they've got some big games in there um, playing Salford and Leeds. They'll want to get that um, their points differential up a bit more, and Wigan will need to do some, some magic um, to try to take that spot. And I've got my fingers crossed. That moves me on to um, the local league. So um, there's a bit more this week because we had the national premiership and the national competition up and running. So um, round three, the the men's premiership, the Akaranga Falcons wiped the floor with the Canterbury Bulls 68-4 and County's Managal Stingrays defeated Waikato 44-20. On the women's side of things, the Akaranga Falcons... Um, Dealt to Canterbury 62 to 6, and County's Manica Stingrays did more of the same, defeating the Mid Central Vipers 62 to 14. And then um, moving on, we'll talk about the finals um, of those two competitions in a bit because they're going to line up with the national championship. But the national championship, which we spoke about briefly last week, 
Um, they actually did the whole round robin part of their competition over the weekend. So they did all three rounds bang in two days. So um, round one saw the Wellington Orcas lose to the Northern Swords 28 to 12 and Upper Central defeat the Mid-Central Vipers 32 to 10. Round two saw the Mid-Central Vipers defeat the Wellington Orcas 30 to 24 and Mid-Central defeat uh, the Northern Swords 22 to 20. And then in the last round, you saw the Northern Swords defeat the Mid-Central Vipers 26 to 16 and the Wellington Walkers get their first uh, win of the, the round robin by beating Upper Central 30 to 14. Um, that goes into the women's competition, which saw in round one, the Wellington Orcas defeated the Northern Swords 18 to 12. Uh, Upper Central defeated Auckland Vulcans 18 to 14. Round two saw Upper Central defeat the Northern Swords 42 to 10. Auckland Vulcans defeat Wellington Orcas 30 to 14. And then in the final round, we saw uh, Upper Central defeat the Orcas 22 to 10, and the Vulcans defeat the Northern Swords 40 to 8. So I know there was a lot of results there in one go, but that's leading to grand final day. So all those competitions um, are all going to have their, their final on the same day, which is the 31st of October at Truss Arena in Henderson. So uh, at 10.30 on the 31st, we've got the National Women's Championship, which is going to be Upper Central versus the Auckland Balkans. Uh, National Men's Championships next up at 12.15. They've got the Northern Swords versus Upper Central. Then at 2.05, we've got the National Women's Premiership, which is the Akarena Falcons versus the County's Manukau Stingrays. And then finally, the last game, which is at 4.05, we've got... Um, the National Men's Premiership, which is the Akaranga Falcons against the County's Manukau Stingrays. So if you're in Auckland and in the area, I suggest going out. There's a lot of good talent, as I've said, um, after watching these games. And I think it'll be a great day out. And um, it's going to be interesting. I think the the Premiership games between Auckland and Counties are going to be the ones to watch. Um, we know the Men's Premiership, we talked a few weeks back, they, they played each other and went to a draw. So um, there's nothing um, nothing between these sides, really, and anyone could win on the day and um, should be a great time out. Um, see there, Mark, you've asked a question as well about when the Super League finishes. I believe they're still um, looking at trying to get um, the final to happen, I think, mid-November. So um, in a couple of weeks, they're kind of squishing the rounds together because they're only um, up to round 18 at the moment, and they're trying to get as many games that they can done as quickly as they can without um, disadvantaging any teams by giving them a real short turnaround. So um, it's with COVID, you, you never, especially in the UK right now, it's not doing that well. Um, you're going to, so they're just kind of try to get as much as they can out before they get a bad situation where they might have to delay games again. So yeah, I'd say mid November. So um, around the same time, um, Australians are enjoying state of origin, they should be getting into their finals. Um, so before we wrap it up tonight, is there any more questions from anyone, Paul? No, you've picked up that only that one there. Um, I guess a couple of comments from Simon rather than questions. Uh, he's mentioned that uh, the RFL grounds in Bradford, um, so there's potential there for holding the grand final in one of their own grounds in Bradford, but I guess the question mark there is how big are those? And uh, but then, yeah, if you're not allowed crowds, who cares? 
how um yeah uh, how big it is hey yeah i think that's the big thing i i they're not allowed crowds right now so i don't think it really matters how big the stadium is um so that could be their their option especially since they own it um and uh also apparently the canadian team is looking at there's a second canadian team joining some of the lower tier competitions um as well you've got to say uh one of the problems with the toronto wolfpack i think for the super league was the cost of travel um yeah and so you gotta wonder how a team in a lower league competition in europe or in in, in the uk uh how are they going to afford the travel um across for that that would be um well yeah i, I no idea how that would kind of work um but uh yeah let's must um when your when when your sponsor of super league is a pizza franchise that pays in pizzas, not in cash. There's not a lot of money going around to be uh, to be sort of flying players transatlantic like that. Um, no, and especially if you've got a COVID thing as well. Yeah, um, I think I think I think COVID's made it so different where um, you're not getting those fans to the games and not making that extra bit of money. So um, I think, and like we're going to see in a lot of sports all around the world, I think there's going to be a lot of um, tightening of the purse strings. A bit um, next year, and maybe the Wolfpack will um, unfortunately um, be affected by it. But uh, time will see. I think if they want to look ahead to the future, I think they've got to keep them around somehow because they want to try to grow the game in that North American markets, kind of um, a prime place to try to take a foothold, um, especially with um, Southern Hemisphere so preoccupied with the nrl um i think that's really the place to go rather than trying to trying to get viewers down here so um yeah be interesting to see and hopefully we've got some answers by the end of the week yep uh, i was thinking well that's how, how that second team could afford it um yeah that's that's uh that sort of boggles the mind um a bit. Yeah. But yeah that's uh, that's what we've got from the live chat uh, and thank you everyone who has joined us in the live chat it's always great to have you there and i sit in the live chat chatting with you um whilst uh brad's doing the actual talking yeah awesome thanks thanks for that paul and uh thank you ladies and gentlemen for tuning in with me tonight and joining me on new zealand sports radio show the standoff with uh brad for your weekly update on rugby league remember to tune in on the podcast on iHeartRadio or facebook just remember to search for new zealand sports radio oh it's sport radio sorry and uh thank you and good night 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.